quickly the idea of crypto, and I know you've had different views of this. A lot of people think of that as a, a, a new investment class that has had enormous run thus far, but also as a way to mitigate, if you will, against the idea of what the value of cash becomes. Well, I think it's worth considering all the, uh, the alternatives to cash and all the alternatives to some of the financial assets. Um, and so Bitcoin has, um, has that, is a possibility, is that a merit? Right. I have a, a certain amount of money in Bitcoin. It's a small percentage of that which I have in gold, which is a relatively small percentage of what I have in my other asset classes and so on. And I think that that has the merit. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing accomplishment to have brought it from where that programming occurred to where it is in the test of time. On the other hand, it's, if, if it's successful, it's going to not be, the governments don't want to have it successful. You don't want to have well, an alternative currency. we're starting to see governments like El Salvador, I know that's not exactly uh, going to be the leading government on this, but there are, there are governments that may take this on. But no, 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 no. Um, it, the, you have El Salvador taking on and you have India and China getting rid of it and you have the United States talking about how to regulate it and it could still be controlled. So that's right. what, what it looks and like. You a, if you're El Salvador and you talk about your alternative monies, you know, it's a different thing. Do you believe that regulation ultimately will make something like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have a future or do you think regulation will kill it? Well, I think regulation, I think at the end of the day, if it's really successful, They'll kill it and they'll try to kill it. And I think they will kill it because they have ways of killing it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have, um, you know, a place, a, a, right. a, a, a value and so on. But it's one of those things. But that if they kill it, it's right now. It, it doesn't have intrinsic value. If you look, if you put cryptocurrencies or let's say Bitcoin in the historical perspective, right? Right. There are so many things in a historical perspective that were given intrinsic that didn't have intrinsic value and were have perceived value and then became hot and then they become cold. And so it could be either way. You just have to know what it is, right? right. I mean, like, it, you know, it, it could be a tulips in, um, in Holland, you know, and the intrinsic value. It, it, so what is the value? And then there are technological changes. I don't, I'm no expert on that. I'm just trying to say that right. you asked me my, what my opinion is. Take it for what it's worth. I'm no expert on it. I think it. I think diversification values. Right. It, it matters. I suspect the real question that investors should be asking themselves is how much stuff like that do they have? Do, how much stuff do they have? Do they have gold? Okay. Should we be talking about how much you have in gold versus how much you have in Bitcoin? And do you have a diversification right. in those kinds of things that we might call intrinsic value money? Because we have a fiat monetary system. Okay. Right. With a fiat monetary system, where is your hard money? That's the question, right. and I, however you go after it, I think that's the question to be answered. Okay, there's two. Happy Bitcoin Tuesday, freaks. It's your boy, Matt O'Dell, here for another Citadel Dispatch, the interactive live show about Bitcoin distributed systems, privacy, and open source software. 
I'm very excited about this particular conversation. Uh, this is Sealed Dispatch episode 39. Um, we will be discussing running your own lightning routing node, and we'll be discussing the PlebNet initiative surrounding um, that idea of having many sovereign uh, lightning routing nodes run by sovereign Bitcoiners, sovereign individuals. Uh, before we get started, I just want to do a quick shout out as always to the ride or die in the live chat. Love you freaks. Thank you for joining. Uh, you make this show truly special and a big shout out to all you freaks that support the show and keep it ad free. The easiest way to do that is the podcasting 2.0 apps. You go to newpodcastapps.com, pick a podcasting 2.0 app, load it up with sats, search Citadel dispatch. And as you listen to the podcast feed, um, you stream sats directly to my wallet. It's really fucking cool. You can also support the show via Paynim or Lightning at CitadelDispatch.com. My Paynim is easy to remember. It is Odell. Um, with all that said, we have a very tight uh, time limit here, so I want to get right to the meat. It's an important conversation, um, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So with all that said, um, I'd like to introduce our guest for today. Uh, we'll start with Walton. How's it going, Walton? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? My name is uh, what's up what's up walton um so just I'm, I'm a british pleb in plebna i've been um running a lightning node for a, for a number of months now um i've been in a, the top 100 of global uh node runners by ranking um uh and it's all thanks to the community of plebna which is this kind of strange social learning experiment almost with now over 4,000 members, with over 800 node runners. Um, it, it's fast growing, and it's a very exciting time. I love it. Thank you, Walton. Um, we also have P joining us. How's it going, P? It's going fantastic. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you okay. You sound great. Amazing. Yeah, uh, I think many of you already know me. Uh, I'm over at uh, Bitcoin Magazine, but... Uh, yeah, PlebNet has been this amazing experience. A bunch of us got together and, uh, you know, wanted to learn how to uh, run Lightning routing nodes. And uh, then we decided to turn it into this, like, larger community so that we could share in the knowledge and uh, teach everybody else. And uh, it's been fucking great. And then thank you. Thank you, P. And uh, last but not least, uh, we got Raj Winder here. What's going on? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, very happy to be here with my buddies, uh, P and Walton, uh, to represent PlebNet and Lightning, uh, uh, you know, talk about Lightning and Bitcoin in general. Uh, I am uh, from the uh, Silicon Valley uh, grind of making silicon chips, but also been interested in Bitcoin and uh, was uh, caught up in the uh, activity, the primordial soup on Clubhouse and in Telegram groups where Webnet <laughs> emerged. And uh, I'm happy to see it take on a life of its own and become a, an amazing uh, uh, community. Love it, love it. Um, so, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the freaks here, a lot of the audience understand uh, the importance of running your own lightning routing node um, and why we need individuals um, to do so rather than just a bunch of large KYC companies. Um, do you, it, it seems to me, so PlebNet, 
Plebnet is a really interesting project. Um, it kind of wasn't on my radar, and I, I felt like I was a little bit late to it. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about like what did did Plebnet originate on Clubhouse? It's a great yeah, question. So, yeah. Roz Winder um, actually coined the term, but the the origins of it are uh, somewhat murky. There was a group of probably twenty or so uh, Bitcoiners, very interested in Lightning, who did meet in part on Clubhouse. Um, and we're exploring various things uh, in a chat group, namely things like LNTX bot, sending sats to each other in Telegram. Um, Raj. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, you already mentioned one of the big factors that was behind bringing us together, which is the LNTX bot, Telegram bot that, that can uh, send sats back and forth in custodial lightning in Telegram messages. So we were playing with that. We were onboarding a lot of people to Lightning because that was a much easier route uh, because so many people use Telegram compared with the number of people who use uh, Lightning wallets. So that was one big factor. And also on Clubhouse, we were just talking Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin was in a, in a, in a you know, pretty big rally upwards at that time. So there was a lot of enthusiasm and interest on Clubhouse. And uh, on Clubhouse, uh, we also found uh, these uh, two or three individuals I really want to give credit to, which is uh, JC Crown, uh, Coltec, and uh, uh, another guy named CJ Lightning Sats. We don't know his real name, but that's the personality on Clubhouse and on Twitter that he has, CJ uh, Lightning Sats. And also there was Dread. Uh, he would come in and go once in a while. So these guys were running nodes, and we were very curious, like, okay, what does it take to run a node? And thankfully, I want to also give credit to uh, Umbrel and Raspberry Blitz. So we just grabbed those kind of off-the-shelf Lightning uh, implementations, uh, grabbed some hardware. Uh, you know, Walton, he have uh, Raspberry Pis. I have a ThinkPad, which is like nine years old. And we got our nodes up and running. And we started with tiny channels, but before long, we were like, no, we we gotta we gotta do real business. So, uh, you know, here we are. I want to give I want to give uh, Raj a little bit more credit. Um, you know, basically Raj and D plus plus, who's also kind of early on in the in the crew, uh, created a, a sort of a, a lightning node focused Telegram group, and Raj has been in there consistently for the last like I don't know, man, what like four, five, six months, just like answering questions over and over and over again his dedication is incredible and then it actually wasn't until like i don't know like i have to look at the exact date but like may or maybe april that that i kind of got started getting interested and then uh there are these i know, joined early may yeah yeah and the beauty of plebnet is it, it's kind of there's been these different communities that have kind of forked off so there was like this amazing one that that raj and, and equals plus had started that was focused on lntx bot and then uh, there were a couple that forked off that. And then Plebnet was one where basically about 20 of us kind of got together and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is a really, really important thing to, um, to support others in, a, in adopting. And also just to make it clear that like anyone can do this. And uh, we all kind of, you know, dove in and, and uh, you know, created the Telegram group and have just been going from there and i think what, so, what are we up to now uh roger now there's kind of culture shifting off it as well like i, I created a one club with miguel called plebnet poker and we play uh poker on on a lightning network app um 
you know, regularly. It's been at least Which weekly. Lightning Network on app Mondays. We use uh, lightning-poker.com. Uh, shout out Evo. He's an awesome developer that um, actually created us our, our own little private table. So we use. So, you know, so, so the general idea here of Plebnet is, is let's get a bunch of sovereign Bitcoiners, a bunch of individual Bitcoiners, plebs around the world to run their own lightning routing node from home. And then the way Lightning Network works is basically you need liquidity throughout the network. So you need channels between these nodes. And PlebNet is kind of a coordination of getting people to not only run their nodes, but then connect into the, like the greater PlebNet liquidity pool. Is that is that a good uh, yeah. summary? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, th there, there were a couple Telegram groups or many, uh, let's say several, uh, before kind of the PlebNet group started. But um, they were fairly specific and were uh, like highly technical. And you know, Plebnet was all of us really learning together and figuring out the best way to approach this. And the really amazing thing is that you know, um, I started you know earlier on kind of uh, chatting with uh, with Severin, who has built LNRouter.app, which is an amazing set of tools. Uh, you know, LN Node Insight, uh, the creator of that. Um, even like Alex Bosworth and, and it was a really surreal experience for all of us to kind of reach out to some of these, these people and ask these questions and, and sort of be told like, well, you know, no one's really asked that question before. And so, um, it really quickly became clear that we, that there was this really important need for not only the highly technical conversations, but also for onboarding people and for teaching, you know, everyone and random plebs, like how easy it was to set up a sovereign routing node. And so, you know, if you're using lightning, there are multiple ways to interact with lightning, right? If you're, if you're just interested in being able to send Bitcoin, you know, sound money, essentially feelessly, or, you know, very low fees and, uh, you know, as close to instant as matters, uh, you can go download, you know, moon wallet or breeze wallet or any other number of, of lightning or wallets that support lightning and be able to do that. And you don't have to know any of the complicated stuff. And that's amazing. And that's built on top of the backs of, these routing nodes that uh, that you know the larger Lightning Network has been running, and so we're all trying to contribute to. Um, so you, we're all trying to contribute to the basically the infrastructure of the Lightning Network because we care deeply about it and we care deeply about Bitcoin and we want to educate people as we go forward. So, so when uh, I just want to add to what P said, which kind of goes back to your question, Matt, that the community aspect is actually really important because before Plebnet came along you didn't have a community where you kind of had some degree of trust with others to be able to you know, make channels and so on. Uh, but we all knew one another from uh, Clubhouse and Twitter and Telegram groups. And if someone started up a new node and you know, wanted to build some channels, they didn't have to buy a, a liquidity from another provider. They could just come into the community and say, hey, I, I got 10 million sets. I want to open a couple of channels or I want to open three channels. Uh, who's willing to open the channels with me? And in Plebnet, we had enough trust that we took the risk to the degree that we have a certain way of opening a balanced channel called the Ghetto Submarine Swap, in which you, know, you open the channel and then you balance it and then you get reimbursed for half the money that you put in the channel. And that reimbursement is a trust issue. And in Plebnet, we have never had that trust violated and people have been able to come in comfortably join. And uh, we also put up a couple of test nodes 
where even if you don't want to put much money on your uh, 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 new lightning node, you can just open a tiny channel and we'll get you on the network and you can learn. So when you're talking about these ghetto submarine swaps, you mean basically the person with the outbound liquidity pays a lightning payment and then the other person just sends back on chain in a trusted fashion, right? Correct. So like the most basic rebalance. Yeah. Right. You and I open a 10 million set channel. I put up the money. I send 5 million to your side and you send me 5 million on chain. Right. So what, yeah, I do that a lot for, for freaks who ask out for liquidity. So when I first started trying to understand the lightning network, my, I, I quickly realized the need that we needed Tor only sovereign routing nodes. Um, so what I did was, you know, I, the way I like to learn is to just go ahead first into things. I just started up a node. I told all the freaks, my public key. And I was like, if you open a channel with me, I will open a channel back. And it was, it was a really horrible idea. Um, for, <laughs> I found out afterwards that for routing, like you only want one channel between yeah. a peer really to be ideal. And I became like this massive central hub. Like if I, if my node went down, just like the whole freaks mini network went down with it. Um, so then I discovered Rings of Fire, uh, which is a really cool project where they set up via Telegram like these. You have 10 people all open a channel to one of the other people. And then a Ring of Fire rebalances it. You do a circular rebalance where everyone's channels get split in liquidity. Because if you just, the freaks, most of the freaks should know this, but if you just open a channel to someone, you can only send money you can't receive yet. So you need to balance out that liquidity. Um, what is, do you guys have, is, what's is rings of fire related to plebnet at all like what's the connection there no, no is there a connection it, it predates plebnet uh it is a it's a very good community which has done a good job in its own way but uh, uh plebnet is uh, by the way matt don't feel too bad we will also we were also opening bi-directional channels before we said screw it we know each other i know p i know <laughs> my money so i'm just gonna open the channel and do a ghetto submarine swap so uh so yeah, Rings of Fire is a lot more complicated. And if one person decides to, uh, you know, shut down their node or close a channel, it leads to some complications. Uh, Plebnet is a node to node. Uh, there is there is very few triangles or anything that people are making. You can make them, but it's just really individual to individual node. Well, they happen naturally. Yeah, for sure. When when I went when I went into the Telegram group. And unfortunately, I was the 3,999th member, so I didn't so get sorry. to be the 4,000th member. But when I joined, um, I saw the cheese robot there, which is a Telegram bot that Rings of Fire guys use as well. Did you, you borrow that bot from them? No, no. So actually, the, the cheese robot has been built by, um, I never know how to pronounce his name, but basically, it's a separate tool. Um, I don't know if it was built specifically for Ring of Fire. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, but... Uh, anyone can actually add cheese robot and start, you know, creating these awesome visuals of everyone that they're connected to within a specific telegram channel. Um, but you know, I, I think ring ring of fire was a super important or in, and still is, I would argue is a super important way to create uh, strong connections throughout the lightning network, right? It's really, really important for bootstrapping the lightning network as is Plebna. But I think, you know, ring of fire is the idea is that basically, you know, it's like if we were going to create like a ring, uh, you know, it would be like I would open a channel to Walton. Walton open a, would open a channel to Raj. Raj would open a channel to you, Odell. And then you would open a channel back to me. And then there's a specific script that you run that, that then goes in and 
and uh, rebalances to create, you know, sort of balanced liquidity across both channels. And for the audience, um, in case you're not aware, you know, with Lightning, again, if you're if you're just trying to use Lightning, you don't have to worry about the routing node stuff we're talking about, right? This is about running a sovereign routing node. But if you are trying to run a routing node, then uh, you know you you want to make sure that you are keeping uh, on average your channels somewhat balanced because you want people to be able to route bi-directionally through you. And we talk about routing, what we're really talking about is um, you don't need to have a direct channel connection to anyone in the Lightning Network. You actually can just sort of ping pong payments through this spider web of you know, sovereign routing nodes in order to get your payment um, successfully sent. And so... Um, Okay. Yeah, so cheese, cheese Robot was actually kind of instrumental in us uh, recognizing that, okay, we have become a network. So the developer's name is uh, Cloak de Cascoke. I think it's a South African name. Uh, and uh, we were, you know, we once we set up our nodes, there was one particular night we were just going crazy opening channels with one another. And then somebody, you know, uh, 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 had brought in Cheese Robot before that. Uh, and we were just looking at the network evolving. That's when we realized that okay, this is a real thing happening, and uh, you know uh, that's uh, uh, that's kind of a one of the factors that uh, aided us in realizing what we were becoming early on. I mean, the cheese rob cheese robot is really fucking cool. Like that yeah. is so. Just for the people, there's some people probably confused. The main aspect of cheese robot is that you link your public key to your Telegram handle public key of your node. So it knows your lightning node and it knows your telegram handle. And then it graphs things for you basically and tells you how everyone's connected. Yeah, and that's super important because, you know, it, it it's great to run a lightning routing node to support, you know, Bitcoin to support lightning, but really kind of the fun is in these communities that develop. And I think what's going to happen in the near future is, you know, just like Plebnet was this grassroots group that we all just kind of got together and, and, you know, we were all in clubhouse and, you know, uh, started talking about it more. And I started, you know, talking about it in, in, in Bitcoin magazine, clubhouse rooms and stuff. That's going to happen all over the world. What's going to happen is basically s smaller communities are like Bitcoin Beach um, are going to basically spin up. And there's going to be these uh, these groups that then build out these incredibly strong networks between themselves, open channels, have robust channels, communicate amongst each other. Like, you know, the number of, when my node goes down, like my internet, you know, got, you know, shit the bed or like yesterday and like 10 people messaged me and was like, yo, your node is down. And they were like, oh, is like, is everything okay? Like, is your node fucked or whatever? And like those kinds of communities are so important. And that's really what PlebNet is. It's just this, this smaller community that then connects to the larger lightning network and has all these really strong channels that are robust and uh that's i think that's it's it's an interesting model for lightning adoption all over the world among different communities we've been talking with like black bitcoin billionaires and you know they're spinning that you know they've spun up a lightning uh you know kind of um community and then they've they're connected to plebnet they're also connected of course to the larger lightning community but it's it's pretty powerful stuff there's some there's there's some uh I'm not sure how to quantify a privacy benefit uh, to being able to pay through these kind of uh, more trusted hops that are going through Tor only routing nodes 
uh, run by individuals before it gets to the greater network because some privacy attacks on Lightning involve um, basically surveilling the hops. So if you have a bunch of hops beforehand, um, but yeah, that was just a thought that I wanted to bring up real quick. But the the so what you're kind of talking about here is this interesting phenomenon that we've seen early on in the Lightning Network, this idea of, of basically ideologically minded people running routing nodes to kind of bootstrap the network. But ideally, or I don't even know if ideally is the right word, but by design, the main incentive to run a routing node um, is for financial gain, for fees. Uh, do you guys focus on that at all, or is it purely ideological right now? I'm happy to jump in, but I want to give uh, Roger Waltham. Raj, what's your opinion on this? Um, I think in you know I think of this as uh, what websites were circa ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. Uh, you know, it was hard to set up your website, but if you learned the technology, you actually had a really good advantage in uh, uh, in the e commerce explosion that took place. And I think we are in the same place right now you're not gonna be a profitable node right uh, immediately because the size of the pie is not very big. We are all fighting for the same uh, routing fees, uh, but it's gonna grow massively. I have no doubt about that. And uh, uh, those who get in early will have the experience and the motivation and the sort of the cultural knowledge and connections to succeed. So that's the way I look at people who are serious about joining the Lightning Network and those who have become serious now. Raj, do you not think that like long, longer term, it'll, it'll be hard for a um, like a sovereign routing node to compete with, you know, some of these more, you know, like professional doxed clear net ones? Uh, that depends on what happens in other aspects of Bitcoin uh, uh, universe. If uh, privacy and, you know, uh, remaining undoxed, uh, becomes super important then i think these sovereign nodes will be really critical if it is not a big deal for most people and governments uh, sort of uh, acquiesce and uh, you know learn to live with bitcoin maybe it won't be a big deal and uh, commercial entities will be uh, you know more popular and uh, uh, sovereign individuals will probably become more of a fringe then uh, but you know that's bitcoin takeover and uh, i think uh, uh, you know, the downsides uh, are not as dire as they are in the fiat world with the total surveillance with the CBDCs, for example. So I think we just have to wait and see how it plays out. But yes, I can imagine a scenario in which uh, sovereign nodes run by individuals are going to be really important if, if, if uh, we go to a tooth and nail fight. One thing I'll say is I, I think that... Um... I think that there will always be a place for sovereign lightning nodes. I think that um, there is not a significant amount of profit to be made at this moment, though. Like my, my node is currently profitable. I know there's there's a number of you know of. Is it actually profitable? profitable? I, I'm profitable, and um, if with regards to um, that, I've paid off and made profit. Uh, yeah, on I mean, the I mean, opening and closing costs, not necessarily broken even with uh, or gone past it with regards to hardware, but I don't know anyone that has, I don't think. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have, but what I will say is like, you know, like my time is valuable. I, I have certainly lost money based on the amount of time that I put into this, but I actually consider that a, a very valuable investment. You know, um, I would not currently have the position that I do at Bitcoin magazine, if not for the investment of time and energy and personal resources that I put into, uh, you know, the Lightning Network and Bitcoin in general. So, uh, but what I will say is like, if you, ex if you remove all of the, the value of my time, then I am profitable by like dozens of dollars, you know, which is nothing obviously. Um, but, and if you add it back in my time, then it's like, okay, well, you're still at a loss. Um, or maybe but again, not. like we're looking at that wrong because, because it's, it's, it's earning sats in a way that is non-custodial. Um, it's not comparable to kind of earning in dollars, right? Like these, this is you're earning the most precious asset there there ever was. Um, and no, the yeah, but you're not earning much. much greater. I I just I I think it's important, you know. Like we see, like Alex Bosworth, like he tweets out, you know, I just made, you know, twenty five bajillion dollars on running my lightning node. Um, that that the average pleb right now should not be going into it expecting to make any kind of profit. You should Absolutely. go in. The average pleb can be money. making, they can be making tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of sats a week. It is possible. Well, that, that is true and, and it's possible, but I, I think it is important to Matt's point to basically make it clear. Like if you're running a routing node because you want to be earning significant, you know, quote unquote interest, Sorry, uh, on your on your sats, that's not the right way to be approaching it right now. Correct. I, I I personally believe that having a routing node with a longstanding history and uh, you know and balancing your channels and shit is going to be in the near future. And by near, I mean you know three to or one to five years, let's say, um, is going to turn out to be extremely valuable from a monetary perspective, from a a, a uh, a Bitcoin perspective, but it is absolutely not there yet. And the people that are contributing to this in PlebNet and in the Lightning Network at large, you know, there's basically um, large entities that are, uh, that there is a business reason for them using PlebNet in that it's like, you know, instant settlement, very low fees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's people like all of us and in PlebNet who are basically like, we are very passionate about this technology. We're willing to spend our time because we understand that the value of this knowledge and the value of this network, and by network, I mean the Lightning Network, is so large that, uh, you know, we're willing to break even or even lose, you know, tens of dollars in the short term, because in the medium term and the long term, we expect the Lightning Network to be, um, you know, kind of the, the foundation of a lot of things in the same way that TCP IP protocol is for the internet. Right. So right now you can earn about two to three percent yield per year on Bitcoin that you stake on your lightning node. Uh, but again, you know, to make a living in the Western countries, let's say in the Silicon Valley, I can't live off of a lightning node unless I'm putting up tons of Bitcoin and the size of the pie grows quite a bit, too. So, you know, we're looking at Lightning payments being adopted by many, many more people, which is going to happen. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. But even now, if you are a serious node operator, you can 
get two to three percent yield, which is nothing to laugh at because it is an and it's non-custodial, right? It's 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 yield in a non-custodial way. Exactly, exactly. So you know, if you have a really low cost of living and a lot of Bitcoin uh, uh, available to uh, put up a you know bunch of fat channels, uh, you can make good money. But again, you know, the size of the pie is going to increase. That's the part that I am really focused on because. That means the scaling is going to happen and many more people are going to make serious uh, 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 money and supply the infrastructure of the you know, Internet of money, which is what Lightning is really. Walton Araj, uh, do you have any like tips for freaks who might be struggling to get any kind of real fee revenue to uh, up there? Yeah, the, num the number one thing that they should do is they should go to Erin Malone's Twitter um, and check her pinned uh, thread. It's a it's an absolute blast. She then wrote an article. I think was it for Bitcoin Magazine P uh, on on the, essentially the same thing, but with a bit yep. more depth. Yeah, but um, um, yeah. Erin is Erin is the queen of of fee mastery, um, and she's very willing to to speak to people. You know, once they're already set up on on Plebnet, um, and just just to remind people, um, if they want to find uh, their way to the greatest. Uh, Bitcoin community, uh, all they need to do is go to kycjelly.com. That's kycjelly.com. Thank you, Adam, speaking. So, <laughs> thank you. So, so I retweeted Aaron's uh, uh, thread about how, how she became profitable in uh, in a few weeks and, uh, uh, you know, her sort of uh, main uh, 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 secrets of the trade. Uh, but if you are a node operator and you're not getting any routing, First thing you want to do is make sure you have a good, uh, you know, uh, substantial liquidity channels. I'm talking about five to 10 million sats with some of the big nodes. Uh, connect to some of the big nodes in Plebnet. If you go to, uh, 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 you know, the terminal.lightning.engineering website, which is maintained by Lightning Labs, you can see some of the top nodes. And there is another uh, uh, tool that you can use uh, uh, for improving your centrality to the network and uh, the guy who made the tool is uh, his name is gridflare g-r-i-d-f-l-a-r-e -E. so he has a website actually i'm gonna tweet it out shortly uh, so if you go to gridflare's website you can put in your pub key and it'll do the calculation uh, uh, based on the current network uh, status and tell you what are the top nodes that you should be connecting to so out of those top recommendations, you pick the commercially important ones. And uh, I think with uh, three or four channels of five to 10 million sats, you should start seeing a good amount of activity within a few days. I think one thing I want to just jump in and say is I think one of the most, the most amazing things to me about Plebnat is that, you know, this community kind of, we created this community and even for people who are, I like, you know, Gridflare's tools, which are incredible, are kind of have grown out of the the interaction of people on plebnet right and trying to understand it and like you know ln or is it uh lnrouter.app and ln node insight like those are all tools that have benefited massively from this community and so i i think it's important to acknowledge that not only are we seeing this incredibly this thing this valuable benefit for people who are interested in taking control of their own financial freedom being financially sovereign running lightning routing nodes um but for for lightning developers as well there is a huge benefit to 
you know, joining these types of communities, uh, you know. Right. And- it's like the world's best alpha or yeah, probably world's best alpha group uh, with regards to kind of testing the newest stuff on lightning and helping helping yeah, exactly. it to iterate and it's and it's you know yeah it's fantastic because I mean, it that actually generates more alpha for the for the people running their lightning nodes and, and the lightning network too though you know i mean that's the amazing thing i mean the thing you know i, I talk about this a lot but like the most exciting thing to me about about bitcoin honestly and lightning is the incentives right like you know no one is better than their incentives and uh, it's easy. And, and so the thing for me is that in a lightning network, I mean, it's, it's like playing this real time strategy game that is the most exciting real time strategy game that I've ever played. Right. You know, Starcraft, whatever, whatever, whatever other game you're interested in, like this is more interesting because we're talking about the soundest money that has ever existed. We're talking about real sats every day. And so it, it, and we're all basically we're we're friends. We've got this community. We're willing to give up alpha, uh, quote unquote, in a way that um, to benefit the larger Bitcoin network via Lightning that I just haven't seen anywhere else. I mean, most most of the time when you try to ask for advice on some of this stuff, you know, uh, previously before Plumnet, it was it was very kind of like, well, I don't really want to give you the deets because uh, you know that would cut into my profits. But in Plumnet, we all understand that. Uh, what benefits us as individuals benefits the community and helps us grow. Right. And uh, Gridflare's uh, website for optimizing your channel uh, uh, decisions is uh, gridflare.xyz. So, I mean, that's in reference to centrality, right? This idea that you're well-connected to the greater Lightning Network. Um, but there's another step there, I think, at least from my my basic understanding of of maximizing uh, routing fees, which is basically like trying to situate situate yourself as like kind of like a gateway node, where either on one on one side or the other, um, the the only real way to get to the node the other nodes is through your channels. Um, because if you can hit like a, a a merchant, like if you find a merchant or an exchange that's really hot that has lightning deposits or lightning payments, uh, and you're one of the only ones providing them inbound, and you're well connected to the rest of the network, then all of a sudden you can raise your fees, and people are forced to pay them, right? Yes. Well, Good, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, you can opportunistically identify these kind of uh, uh, situations and uh, become uh, sort of uh, sit in the catbird seat and uh, collect some good fees. But, you know, it's a dynamic situation. Uh, More people will come and uh, compete with you and uh, uh, you just got to stay on the uh, on the on your game and uh, keep finding those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, initially, like, you know, Aaron and I and a couple others, we, we created like a super node, right, where we basically set all of our fees between ourselves, we had this sort of like pentagram configuration to zero. And we were like, all right, this is gonna be great. And, and, you know, it, it was interesting at first, but the reality was, um, so we, that is to say, we could rebalance between ourselves for zero fees, right. And uh, then, you know, people like Dredd and Marshall, who had significant liquidity, uh, they were able to basically create these huge wombo channels to 
these major economic nodes in the network. But the reality was, uh, surprisingly to me, that actually wasn't the most viable strategy. The most viable strategy was to educate. And initially, there was a lot of payments that were routed through us, right? But the beauty of the Lightning Network is that when you educate people, the, the incentives are such that every single node as an individual or every single number of nodes that are, con that are controlled by an individual are incentivized to figure out the sort of dark corners of the Lightning Network that they can open channels to to provide the type of liquidity you're talking about, Matt. And uh, we ended up like spinning down this like, uh, you know, the, uh, the super node that we had, which was like four or five of us, uh, you know, because it just, it was more viable to, to actually uh, educate everyone else on the factors that are involved and then create that liquidity so that we were all kind of benefiting. And I think, you know, this is interesting. Like, I, I think it's pretty clear to me, it's clear, it's clear to me that basically um, that uh, Lightning Pool, you know, for a long time, they have really struggled to get enough liquidity. So Lightning Pool is a lending marketplace where basically you can go in and you can, uh, you can make offers. It's really fucking cool. You can make offers uh, it's by Lightning Labs to, uh, you know, to basically uh, offer up liquidity for Lightning channels on a time-based basis, or you can uh, buy liquidity from them. And for a long time, like, like Pool was the largest black hole. They were a vampire node in Bitcoin. Like, if you opened a channel to them, uh, it didn't matter what you set your fees to, as long as you say Pool or Loop. I'm sorry, uh, Loop. You are absolutely correct. Lightning Loop. Um, they would basically mine suddenly got active again recently and they closed on me while I wasn't paying attention because I hadn't reconnected TMUX after Umbrel updates. Well, the interesting thing though is that they basically were in a situation until very recently where they had to basically they had to be because so, so Lightning Loop is a kind of um they are a they they send payments out to individuals constantly. And so they need to have a constant source of inbound lightning liquidity in order to maintain their economic um, advantage. So they created this service, Lightning Pool, which allows people to, it's, it creates a marketplace for lightning liquidity. And it's really cool, right? If you have extra liquidity, you can basically put it up in this marketplace and then earn additional, um, you know, uh, fee or, you know, additional fees on top of what you'd get as a routing node. And they did that because they there was an economic incentive for them to do so. And for a long time, uh, you know, we would all sort of joke around because we would connect to Lightning Loop, and then they would doesn't matter what your fee was; it could be five thousand uh, fee rate uh, or whatever you want, and they would basically drain you dry because they needed it so badly. And it's incredibly bullish to me for the Lightning Network that that is gone now. Right? There are enough people who are competing for who are trying to create a market for competitive fees connected to the loop service that, uh, you know, the fees are much, much lower. And they tweeted out recently, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, we finally reached a situation where uh, we're actually in a competitive market. And I think a large part of that is because of PlebNet and because of the, the shared knowledge there. Do you think part of it is because on-chain fees are nothing right now? Well, absolutely. Actually absolutely. But I also think that if you, if you look back when uh, on if you look back at um, when on-chain fees were really high and when they dropped, that did correlate pretty strongly with the the, the increase in liquidity of the Lightning Network. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, low fees, low on-chain fees are the most amazing environment for learning 
how to run a writing note, a route, a sovereign writing note. Excuse me. A yeah, they're competing markets is the point. They, they are competing markets, and so there will be some interdependencies, especially when it comes to liquidity, right? Because one of the, the main one of the main costs for providing liquidity is your open and close. I mean, one of the reasons why my note is so fucking far away from profitability is because I didn't have the liberty of learning in a low fee environment. Yeah, I mean, I did some really stupid things. I got my super high time preference and, and opened one channel with uh, paying over 100 sats per VB. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Now I do all just, mine one or two, like maybe. Like it's, yeah, you, you get really tough. But yeah, now is the time to be opening channels, guys, while the fees are low. Because in the future, if on-chain fees go really high, you actually you know, may not be able to transact on chain and therefore you, you'll need to transact on lightning. And if you don't have your own lightning channels, then you're going to um, be having to resort to using some sort of custodial service, which will likely come with additional cost. So get, get a lightning node up and running because you're actually staking your, your place um, on, you know, the payments network of the future. Yep. Get it going while we are still in the bone zone. The bone zone is when a lot of, half filled, you know, partially empty blocks are getting mined and the fees are super low. One set per V-byte, uh, it's not going to last for very long. Yeah. How, I, how long is it going to last, Raj? I famously got uh, pie on my face because I felt the fee FOMO pretty hard and uh, I did not expect to get one set per bytes clearing, you know, next block like we did this summer. Well, that's because of some uh, big uh, jump in SegWit adoption, right, by some economic nodes, uh, and that's why we have the low fees. But as Bitcoin adoption increases, that's going to go away. There is there is no second chance again now. So SegWit got us some breathing room. Um, maybe in a year, you won't you will not see this kind of situation again. So the bonds on last on and off uh, for a year maybe and i i'm expecting that in a year it's it's history one set per by so raj you know i've been it's a this is a topic that i'm really interested in i mean as you can see uh every dispatch i got the live look at uh at at mempool at mempool.space uh, up on the screen um do you think i so one of the things i've been thinking about lately is that lightning kind of acts like a release valve so we might not see sustained high fees as soon as we would have if Lightning didn't exist, because when fees go up substantially, users have a direct incentive to pay less fees to try and figure out how to use Lightning. And then they go, a bunch of new users get onboarded to Lightning as a result, and then the fee pressure dies down on chain and then rinse and repeat. So we get like these like blow off fee tops rather than like a sustained high fee environment. Yeah, yeah but, but Matt, at some point, we're going to hit a point where there is so many lightning channels themselves being opened and closed, which are on-chain transactions, that that could become a significant part of the on-chain traffic, right? So, uh, you know, as the lightning pie grows, uh, it is going to create much more congestion on the main chain. So the fees are going to go up eventually. And there will be, a you know, a, a point beyond which lightning network is so big that uh, uh, you know it is generating a continuous uh, demand for on-chain transactions um, and you know I'm, I'm thinking of when so much more of the uh, real world's small payment commerce moves onto the lightning network and there's going to be a lot more nodes and 
the nodes that do exist now will have a lot more channels. They will be opening and closing channels. You know, balancing channels is not always the best option. And it's also, you know, be frustrating unless you have some real automation taking care of it. Uh, and closing channel and opening a new one is always a good option. So that's going to become part of the, uh, 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 you know, overall dynamic uh, moving forward. Will it happen in six months, a year, two years? I don't know. But eventually, when the internet of money has become big enough on the second layer, uh, on-chain transactions for sustaining that network are going to be significant amount of traffic. I mean, I would, I agree. I just think Lightning delayed that; it pushed it back, right? Uh, yes, you're right. It did push it back. Uh, I think, uh, uh, I think in a way, it's actually good because while the block subsidy is still pretty high. Uh, we have more people getting used to doing Bitcoin transactions, uh, you know, uh, opening channels, closing channels at very low cost. I think it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, the plus side of that situation. I think like one of the interesting phenomenons I saw with this, with this latest high fee event. Um, I mean, we had high fees for, four months five months i mean someone um we have mooch in the comments asking if he's saying fees are designed to pump forever um you know during that fee market i said it many times i still believe it i just think it's a long-term kind of trend um but uh i kind of forgot where i was going there but uh i think the, the Oh, that the phenomenon that we witnessed with that. So the high fees, what was this was the first time we had high fees and we had lightning because the last high fees we really had was during the 2017 block size wars. And there was probably a lot of spam that was happening to make it happen. And there's some theories that I, I, I don't necessarily think are uh, unlikely. Like the, it could have been the case that, you know, Chinese miners were pulling hash strategically to try and keep the fee environment high. Um, but what was interesting, this being the first high fee environment with Lightning, is you saw a lot of people interested in basically Lightning Light wallets during um, during the high fees because they didn't have to open an actual channel. But then after the fees went down, then, then they started learning about running their own routing node because then they had to open channels. So they kind of went the routes of, and a lot of times custodial wallets where they didn't even have to touch an open channel at all and they waited. So Raj, you gotta go? Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, sorry guys, uh, I have a kind of a hard deadline at the hour. So thanks again for having me, Matt. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Hope to have you again on soon. And uh, I look forward to participating in PlebNet more. Thank um, you. Bye-bye. Um, so to all the other freaks, uh, me, P and Walton are gonna continue for another 25 minutes or so. If you have any questions, put them in the live chat um, through Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube, and we will get to them. Um, P, is that, is that, in, you noticed that same phenomenon, right? Where like people were like interested in lightning, but they weren't necessarily interested in running the routing nodes as much until fees dropped again. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I definitely noticed that. I, the thing that's so amazing to me about like PlebNet is that it actually created this community where people were interested in learning how to run their own sovereign lightning nodes, even in a higher fee environment. And I think that the thing that I really took away from that experience is like, oh man, like this is a game. 
like or rather it can be a game it can be a really fun strategic game right like Aaron, Walton, Raj, KP, a bunch of us who were like doing this, like, you know, we would, we were literally like, we had these telegram groups where you would just be messaging back and forth constantly, like, oh shit, like this note is, is, uh, we'll pay you high fees. This one will drain you. And, and the, I guess my point is the community and the exciting kind of like real time strategy game aspect of Lightning is something that I didn't realize existed. And has created a really compelling reason for people to start learning how to run these systems. Now, it is absolutely the case that when the fees went low, it created an environment where people could learn this stuff um, in a way that was extremely economically viable. But I actually think that these types of communities are the thing that really drives adoption. But I, I I agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons I spend so much time uh, in the education space and <laughs> and helping people um, and talking to other Bitcoiners. But um, the the thing about Lightning operators is when you're we you have way lower time preference for your on chain transactions, right? So like for sure, um, you can wait for a one sat per byte or two sat per byte to confirm so you do it it does provide a like a reserve um reserve transaction demand on like kind of like the bottom of the mempool wait list totally. i want to call it that uh but it's it'll take longer for that to be a reason for uh like fee pressure yeah on yeah end. yeah i definitely agree i mean i have personally like never been like I, well first of all i was like Running a, ra- a lightning routing node, I have made more on transa- more on chain transactions right. than I ever have in the entire history of my involvement in Bitcoin, which is since like 2016, right? And I think that's really fucking cool. Um, and I'm I'm glad to be able to participate in that. But you're absolutely right. Like you know, like Ben Prentice and I like opened a channel, and or he opened it. I, I convinced him to open a channel to me, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, man, I, I sent it with like you know two two uh, sats per v bytes, so uh, it's probably not going to open until the weekend." And I was like, "That's cool, man. Like these channels are just you know we're throwing channels around and like that type of approach. And this is like a significant amount of like locking up a significant right. amount of liquidity." Um, I personally wouldn't have had that low time preference if not for my confidence in the lighting network. So I agree with you. Right. Um, so one of the things you mentioned previously there was like uh, kind of people on Plebnet um, taking advantage of maybe lazy uh, lazy competing routing nodes or not maybe just not sophisticated node operators who allowed you to make more fees on them. Um, do you think, and that's great because I mean, that's exactly what we want. We, we want like this adversarial incentive based network where yeah. people are just working for their own best interests. And as a result, everyone gets better liquidity. Um, but do you think that ha- have, have you thought at all about, you know, the fact that like lightning, it kind of feels like lightning hasn't really had its adversarial moment yet. Like, uh, I mean, obviously we have people like you guys on, on PlubNet that are doing it. And there's probably some vultures out there that are, 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 you know, making a decent amount of money doing similar things. But I feel like it hasn't really stood the test of attacks yet. Would you agree on that? I would. 
I, I think the Lightning Network, I mean, we talk about things like Circuit Breaker, right? So there, there's, there are these potential vulnerabilities in the Lightning Network, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's very interesting, the recent attacks that have happened with, um, you know, with El Salvador, or rather, they seem to be related to El Salvador, but there were recent attacks on the major uh, Lightning routing nodes that were kind of like DDoS attacks. And I, it's not a coincidence. I, I personally feel like those are almost certainly, uh, you know, government-sponsored attacks. Um, and I, I think we're, I think we're, we are moving into a much more adversarial world in the Lightning Network, and I think that is fantastic, right? And the fact that like a bunch of us kind of early on had this cabal, which sounds really nefarious, but basically it was literally like people were opening channels in Plebnet. And then there was a lack of liquidity to these large channels. And then people that had this high liquidity were like, well, I have the Bitcoin to put up. I can be basically a battery node of liquidity uh, in this low fee environment, right? I can open these large channels and then basically provide liquidity in the future when fees go up. And then they did go up briefly. And uh, it was a really wonderful thing for me to see that for all of us, right? Like we dissolved that, 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 uh, that super node. Because the reality was for each of us, by supporting the larger Lightning Network, that is to say, educating everyone about the, the dynamics involved, that was the thing that created more liquidity and more, and more routing fees for all of us. And that's an amazing thing. Like it's, it's an incredible thing when you're, you are participating in a system and a community where the way to benefit yourself selfishly is to improve the alpha of everyone involved. Like that's that's just once again the incentives are just beautiful, right? It's it's the an individual should act selfishly, essentially, and that and that and that's a good thing because um, it, it means that the 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 market is more competitive, and it means that um, you know we, we actually do have a, a free market that is the the fee market on the lightning network yeah so that kind of blew my mind um so and it, and, go ahead ben. one of the things you 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 kind of keep you brought up explicitly in the beginning but you keep alluding to and it's i mean it's something that i've noticed as a long-term uh lightning operator as well um is this idea of the value of like a reputation that you've been around for a while, that you have good liquidity, that you have good uptime. I know it's weird. Um, that your channels are, are, are fat and they've been around for a long time. Girthy, uh, please. But as, as a result, there's some privacy considerations to keep in mind in terms of the UTXOs you link to that node and that node being... I mean, at the very least, link to you on Telegram. Hundred um, percent. Is this something you guys consider at all? Because I mean, it's one of the major issues I have. Is like I have this, you know, super old, well-connected Lightning node, and then I have, you know, another undisclosed amount that aren't attached to me. But I feel like if I want to do privacy best practices, I really should be recycling them. You know, starting fresh, getting rid of them, starting fresh on a timed basis, you know, after a certain amount of time, but it goes against this idea of long-term reputation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really tough, right? Like the, the reason that, you know, Walton mentioned the kind of the original 
URL for the Telegram group we have is uh, <laughs> was kycjelly.com, right? And that was because we, we all found Twitter is also at kycjelly. There you go. And the reason that, that was the case is because we thought it was hilarious that, you know, we all spend so much time talking about um, maintaining financial, you know, serenity and maintaining good OPSEC and not doxing yourself. And, you know, on Clubhouse, where a lot of us kind of, uh, you know, got super involved in PlebNet, you know, like, I mean, for me personally, anytime anybody would mention a number, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, do not mention any number of US dollars. Do not mention any number of Bitcoin. Do not talk about where you live or any of that shit. And then as soon as, you know, <laughs> we started engaging the Lightning Network, we were like, yo, how many sats you got in this channel? Yo, you want a 5 million sat channel? 10 million sat channel? Here's my live, here's my note address. Like, and, and so we thought it was funny that basically we had, we had kind of reverted almost and been willing to dox ourselves in order to support the Lightning Network. And so I do think that is a very significant issue. And I think it will continue to be an issue as we go forward. And, you know, there's services like amboss.space and um, other, you know, and, and 1ML was another kind of example of this, though they've been, in my opinion, super 100% superseded by amboss.space that basically allow one to track on the long-term history of a node and, and view the channel and view the channel closures and things like that. And Fiat Jaff has some tools that have been really instrumental for me in, in tracking on this thing as well. Um, but I, I think it is, they are at odds. Uh, they are in conflict. And I think that it does create a, a real challenge. And the only thing I'll say is that is that I am willing to dox myself a little bit um, or a lot of it for in order to support the lighting network and my own ability to create to to get inbound liquidity and to give up you know outbound liquidity but there are a lot of people who have you know understandably been like you know what i want to support plebnet but i'm not willing to basically dox my node uh by connecting it to cheese robots so uh, i'm happy to open channels with people but i am not interested in um in linking up my node explicitly with my telegram handle my node is a random string of characters and people connect to it because they can look at the history of that node independent of my personal reputation and see that i maintain good channels with low fees or with reasonable fees going forward so i think we're going to move into a world where it, it is more anonymous and people can basically decide on whether they want to connect to a node based on uh just you know, the history of their so, actions. I, I, I think you could, there's one yeah, way that yeah. you can have reputation without, and that's some of these, you know, ranking sites like terminal.lightning.engineering. Like, you can just go on there and, you know, pick a, a top node and see what, you know, see what matters to be counted as a top node, which is things like having a, a high proportion of uh, peers that route through you, um, centrality, um, your stability slash uptime is also very, very important. Um, uh, you know, and if you connect to one of these um, top nodes, uh, or rather, if you become one of these top nodes, you you will receive um, un unrequested girth. So, so Walton, were you aware of uh, what happened with? So, so right now, I've pulled out pulled up on amboss.space. Um, this citadeldispatch.com node. I don't know who runs it, uh, but it is it is a node that exists on the network. 
Um, and this is all the information you can see uh, about, about a node um, from just having their pub key. You can see their, their public capacity. What a lot of people don't realize is that total capacity doesn't mean how much is on that node. It, it counts inbound as well, which is technically not your Bitcoin. Um, so that Correct. number is inflated, but I, I would say that a lot of people that look at it will uh, assume that it's the top end number. And then it also shows a number of channels, um, your age of channels, your youngest channel, um, a bunch of different stats. Now, terminal.lightning.engineering is a slightly different interface. And what their strategy is, is to um, kind of rank nodes. Um, but the ranking system is not open source and it's very, very uh, kind of opaque on how they decide to rate nodes. Um, Agreed. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but maybe like four months ago or five months ago, they added this feature on, on terminal.lightning.engineering. And it told me that uh, this node didn't have any good peers. And I was like, they're calling all the freaks bad peers. And I tweeted it out. And then like yeah. three days later, all of a sudden it said I had good peers and I had a high boss score. <laughs> and then, they, and then at some point I, over the last I went month from until they took it away from me. And now I have no good peers. Well, I don't know whose node this is. This node has no good peers and is not centrally located at all, even though it's got 223 fucking channels. It yeah. does jump like crazy. I was ranked something like 150, and then my node went down for like 10 hours, and then it jumped into, you know, 3,000 or whatever. And then the next day it went back like 99 or something. I'm like, how did it, how did the ranking improve having me being down? Didn't make any sense, but maybe it's other, like, I don't know how it works. We no one knows how it works other than yeah. laughs. Reveal your secrets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's totally arbitrary, right? I think I think that to your point, Matt, like these types of rankings, right? Like Alex Bosworth, you know, who runs like y'alls.org and, you know, works at, uh, at Lightning Labs, he basically created the boss score as a way for him to personally decide which nodes he was interested in connecting to. And he was early enough that everybody was like, well, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like Alex Bosworth is a fucking genius. Like he probably knows better than we do. And so like that became kind of the de facto measurement. And then Lightning Labs was like, all right, we got to like, you know, spin up something new that provides a little bit more insight. And they did so. But to your point, like it is totally arbitrary. Right. And uh, they're they're pretty need better reputation systems. Exactly. We don't have them yet. Exactly. One hundred percent. One of my fears is like a lot of these reputation systems. And I assume uh, the boss. Uh, score does as well, which by the way stands for balance of Satoshi's. It doesn't stand for the first three letters of his name, last name. Yeah, but um, did he not name it that for the same <laughs> We'll never know, will we? How dare yeah, you? We'll never know. It's it's up in the air. Uh, he, <laughs> um, is yeah, one of the main aspects something well we say you did it like a boss instead of like a boss. <laughs> I love it. One of the one of the main aspects that it seems to be measuring is like this uptime and connectivity kind of scoring, which is always going to benefit the clear net nodes over people 100%. running through Tor. Because Tor is, you know, the best we have, but is an unre unreliable piece of shit a lot of times. Yep, um, exactly. 
and has exactly. its own issues with denial of service attacks and stuff. So I don't want us to, I think we both need better reputation systems, but we also need to be very actively aware that those reputation systems, or at least some reputation systems, should kind of ignore that, or at least just focus on Tor only nodes uh, to be relevant to like a sovereign router. For sure. And I think I think these types of systems like are, are being built out, right? Like the you know like ln uh, i know i mentioned it a bunch but like um you know ln node insight like lets you do simulated channels right so you can basically be like what would my how would my centrality by various metrics change if i was to open a channel or remove a channel from this specific node and centrality is only one tiny part of like running a or not any tiny part it is one aspect of running a successful lightning node right but um, but it's not the end all be all. And right now, centrality, I would argue, in the network is artificially inflated. People are constantly I, seeking. I, I don't think it's a huge thing, though. I, I, you mean, as in, you think it's you think it's less important than some people think, or you mean yes. it's more important? Yeah, I, I agree. It's less important. important. I'm yeah. not very. I don't. My node is not very central. I route quite a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not super important. Yeah. So I think. I mean, my point is like all of the systems, including like Lightning Labs, and it doesn't get overranked. It doesn't go overranked. You don't need to have a high centrality to get a high ranking on terminal.lightning.engineering. Fuck their yeah. rankings. Yeah, exactly. The point is like fuck their rankings. Like we we all kind of joke about having like a plebnet rank, but the point is I want to see more tools, and you know they're being developed, and you know like uh like Walton mentioned, um, you know the um, uh, the there are these sort of independent GitHub repos that allow you to rank your own node and figure out how to improve your own nodes and you know not even centrality, though that's one metric, uh, based on other factors. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to see more and more and more of those independent analyses, uh, analysis tools uh, develop, and people will come up with their own metrics for what is a good node to connect to. And there are, these tools already exist in some sense, right? There's, um, there's a, uh, fuck, what is it called? It's like LN, it's not LN balance. I can look it up if anybody's interested. Uh, DM me on Twitter or something. But basically, like, it has all these other algorithms. Like, okay, so it'll do, like, historic payments that are routed through you to basically insert your, to allow you to insert your node as a uh, kind of middleman between existing nodes um, and those kinds of things. And, you know, how many nodes have, like, three hops away from you, and then you can optimize that. So I think these types of metrics are going to be super important and there will be more and more independent tools that allow plebs who are interested in running routing nodes to more effectively position themselves in the network. But in the meantime, they should go to the PlebNet Telegram. They should go to the Rings of Fire Telegram. KYCJelly.com. And, uh, and, and increase their liquidity. Um, or at least Matt, learn as, and maybe fresh with a new node after they learn 100% as someone who is very passionate about privacy um, and and very much believes in its importance would you go as far as saying it's either tour or have fun staying poor yeah i mean i think everyone should be well individuals should only use tour only routing nodes and i mean tour only nodes period and if you are, I think I, I would go as far as saying that any, anything that any on-chain transaction that goes into your node should be a coin join output. 
and any UTXO that leaves your node should then go through CoinJoin. Um, because I, especially if, if this routing node gets linked to you, which is gonna get linked to you at some point, especially if you're trying to run it long-term, um, that on-chain footprint is there and, and you leak a lot of information. You, you basically have to assume that every UTXO that you fund a lightning node with is connected to each other. It's like you combine them. Yeah, 100%. Which is like a really dangerous situation to be in. So I struggle with that. Um, and, uh, you know, as someone who's been reckless with the amount of, of UTXOs that have gone into my nodes, uh, I'm probably more vulnerable to it than a lot of people. So it, it hits close to home. And I'm hoping that we have better tools in that regard. Like, it'd be really cool if we had a tool that was just, you know, CoinJoin and Lightning built in, and you could. But right now, you kind of have to go through steps. So, so take your time, learn, and uh, just be humble enough to realize that you can always improve. I think is is the big things. But the, you should always be trying to improve. I think that applies to right. security as well. Hundred percent. Um, so I know both of you guys have a little bit of a time crunch here. So I think now's a good time to wrap it up. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, let, should we end with some final thoughts? We'll start with uh, we'll start with P. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, thanks for having us. This was awesome. I, I think that the biggest thing for me, my final thoughts are: uh, everyone should be willing to experiment with these technologies. You know, I think that. Uh, you know, do not fall into the trap of trusting the narratives that are being presented to you, not only, of course, by, uh, you know, existing uh, media systems, which are total bullshit, but also just like from people as individuals, like do your own research, experiment with these technologies um, and find your own way. I think that's that's really, really important. You know, don't uh, don't take anything for granted. Confirm it yourself. Play with the Lightning Network. Explore these technologies. Become sovereign. Thank you, P. Uh, Walton, final thoughts. If you believe in sovereignty, which I'm assuming you do, given that you're a Bitcoiner, there's nothing that you um, must do more than run your own node. Um, it enables multiple things, right? You, you're going to have Bitcoin Core, which will enable you to verify your own transactions, something um, that, you know, we should all be doing. Um, and just, you know, just having a node running Bitcoin Core doesn't actually help you. Yes, it's, 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 it's you know, it's helping the network in that it enables other nodes to download uh, blocks from it. But, um you're not actually benefiting yourself. But if you check your own transactions, you are. Now, the, the second one, and this is perhaps more important, is it gives you that foothold on the Lightning Network. Now, the Lightning Network is what's uh, really going to enable medium of exchange of Bitcoin in the future. Um, it's instantaneous. Um, it's a very low cost. Um, and as P said, now is the time to be getting your lightning that lightning node up and running opening channels while on-chain fees are low and staking your spot 
on the payments network of the future. And if you want to run a node, all you need to do, if you want to learn more, no matter what background you're from, no matter what your prior knowledge or understanding, all you need to do is go to kycjelly.com. That's kycjelly.com. Thank you, Walton. Uh, and I would just add on top of there that, you know, don't count on fees staying low for much longer. I mean, who knows? I've gotten it wrong a bunch, but uh, I have a feeling we're going to be complaining about high on-chain fees uh, soon enough. Um, I know this is a little bit out of order. I just had you guys do your final thoughts, but if we finish up this show and someone still has this question, we need to answer it. Um, we have Disco Toshi in the comments saying, what is the proper procedure for connecting your Lightning node to others within the PlebNet Telegram once you join? Walter Try and reach man. out to people. There's, there's usually a, you know, a few people saying, oh, I want to open a channel. Um, but if, you, if you've already got a couple of channels open and you are a serious node runner, DM me and I'll, and I'll, I'll invite you to this, another group we have of node runners that has a slightly more focused conversation the, the main plebnet group now with over 4,000 people um, is, is a kind of a community group first um, or rather it's evolved into yeah the kind of community group but there are other plebnet communities that are more focused um, if you're struggling to, to match up with some people looking looking for a, a girthing partner. Walton, do you know off the top of your head what percentage of the Lightning Network plebnet never represents? Let me just consult my stats. Uh, my uh, my statistician prepared some for me earlier, actually. Um, yes, they said. Uh, so we have uh, 4,030 plebs, 806 nodes, and the combined inbound and outbound liquidity of PlebNet is 734 Bitcoin, which is, a, I believe, approximately a third of the, the, the total public Lightning network. That's amazing. Do you guys, and, does the PlebNet guys have like, you guys have private channels between each other too, or just public? Almost exclusively public. Um, I, I don't personally have any private channels. If we told you, they wouldn't be private. You know better <laughs> oh, than that. He's got you there, man. He's got you there. Just for the freaks, you can't route, you can't publicly route through private channels. That's what they're, because they're private. They're not broadcast. Yeah. Um, so like exchanges, things like that will have private channels in order to, you know, protect their liquidity but ma malicious actors can probe you to try and figure out what your private channel capacity is anyway guys um this has been a great conversation i'm sorry we had to cut it off short but i hope to have both of you on uh sometime soon in the future thank you for joining us thank you to the freaks who joined us in the live chat through twitter twitch and youtube as always this will be posted to bitcoin tv after we finish and to both podcast feeds um, thank you to all the freaks uh, who continue to support the show. Uh, it's it's truly beautiful, and I do appreciate all your support. Uh, thanks, P. Thanks, Walton. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thank you. Cheers.
Love you, freaks. Thank you for joining for another Bitcoin Tuesday. Um, our rabbit hole recap this week, instead of being Thursday, will be tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And um, there will be no dispatch next Bitcoin Tuesday, but there will be one after that. We'll be back to our normal schedule. I love you all. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, stay humble and stack sets.